Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Cute Kind Of. My name is Layla and I hope you're doing well and I hope you are safe. If you hear a noise in the background, it is currently raining right now, so apologies for that. Um, before we get started, today's episode was going to be about my May 2020 favorites and I was going to be following my normal podcast setup. However, I think, well, I decided that I wanted to scrap that and I really wanted to spend a good portion of this episode focusing on Black Lives Matter. Um, And I think it's a very important um, topic to talk about continuously. So I don't want it to just be like one time I talk about it on this podcast and it's done. I wanted to include it in my podcast episodes because I think it's a very important conversation and this is just kind of the beginning. Um, But before we get started, I want to say if I say anything incorrectly, please correct me. I'm spending a lot of time reading, listening. There are so many great black voices on Twitter and Instagram that I'm learning from. Um, Also great black authors and writers um, for media outlets and so on and so forth. If I say anything incorrectly, please comment, DM me, email me, and let me know. But if you saw the title of, not the title, sorry, but if you saw the graphic of today's podcast episode on social or the blog, I decided to do it of one of my favorite Martin Luther King Jr. quotes, and it's, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. Meaning, no matter how long the battle is, eventually justice will be inevitable. However, there's a couple caveats to the statement. So according to a Huffington Post op-ed by Michael Denzel Smith, um, he's a very talented writer. He's been nominated for a couple literary awards. I'll link his Twitter in the blog post, but he talks about this quote. And originally this quote was taken by King. So it's basically paraphrased from a sermon delivered in 1853 by abolitionist minister Theodore Parker. And basically what Parker said is, I do not pretend to understand the moral universe. The arc is a long one. My eye reaches but little ways. I cannot calculate the curve and complete the figure by experience of sight. I can divine it by conscience, and from what I see, I am sure it bends towards justice. King's quote is definitely a lot shorter but I think it's really important to understand that the case Michael Denzel Smith is making in this op-ed is basically that makes it seem like it doesn't matter what we do now we can be sitting on our computers or just doing nothing eventually justice will come however he also quotes um, attorney general Eric Holder in an interview from 2016 with CBS where he says, the arc bends towards justice, but it only bends towards justice because people pull it it towards justice. It doesn't happen on its own. And I think that's really important. We all, everyone needs to put in work now so justice can be achieved. That means not sitting on your computer and doing absolutely nothing and hoping that, oh, it'll be fine. Um, no, we all have to work together to make it happen. Sorry if there's noises, my family is like around. But I just thought that was a very important clarification. And then also Smith mentions that the idea of justice, the word justice can mean so many different things to different people. 
one person's justice might be another person's oppression. However, today when I refer to justice, I mean the end of racism, the end of systemic racism towards black people in this country, just the lack of generational wealth that black people have in this country due to systemic racism, the constant taking away of opportunities for black people, whether that be getting an education, a job, it's so deeply ingrained in this fabric of the United States that it was treated completely normal. Like it's considered normalized. So having the Black Lives Matter movement is so important today. And to talk about Black Lives Matter is also very important. If you follow beauty news or the beauty world at all, you would probably know about the hashtag pull up or shut up challenge happening on Instagram. Sharon Shooter, who is the CEO of Oma Beauty, and Oma Beauty is actually a really, really good brand, so you should definitely check out their products. They are having a sale right now, I think on their boss glosses, but um, basically Sharon was calling out brands to share the percentage of black employees they have in leadership at their company or just employees at their company minusing like retail just to see how many brands are out here like saying they stand with Black Lives Matter but how many black employees do they have employed behind the scenes and I think this challenge was very much so needed because everyone can say they support Black Lives Matter but what really happens with change is that when we implement things in our daily lives like especially at the companies we work at to actually bring Black Lives Matter the focus the mission to fruition um, I'll have an article linked by Allure on my blog um, basically the blog post, there are so many links I put on there. There has been so much great articles put out by like Allure and Teen Vogue and Birdie and so on and so forth that I linked all of them on the blog post. Highly suggest you check them out. But I wanted to spend some time, I wanted to mention all the links I put in because I think that's really important. But also, you guys probably don't know this, but I'm a lover of magazines. So I really wanted to highlight and talk about some of the amazing black writers, editors, videographers, producers behind the scenes at these magazines who are doing great things. In regards to all the articles I listed, we have where to donate to support the Black Lives Matter movement right now. Um, supporting black people in beauty goes deeper than buying black. More about the hashtag pull up or shut up challenge links to um sharon's videos brio geo founder nancy twine shares how she's helping herself heal from emotional exhaustion i think that's a very important read and i i also have like a section of people you can follow and brands you can buy from i have so many 12 makeup artists who are changing the game 28 emerging and established black fashion photographers to know, 10 black entrepreneurs to share their experiences navigating the beauty space, 19 LGBTQIA plus black beauty creators you should be following ASAP, 125 black owned businesses to support, that list includes like beauty, bookstores, clothing, accessories, food, drink, fitness, home decor, gift shops, and more. Um, it's a huge list. 90 
in more black creators, influencers, and tastemakers to follow right now. Nine black male beauty influencers to follow. Ten black-owned nail polish brands to put on your radar. 67 books by black authors we're reading in 2020. Um, And then I included some op-eds. I included the one by Michael Denzel Smith, The Truth About the Arc of the Moral Universe, the one I referenced today. Highly recommend you read it. Asian Americans need to go beyond apologizing for anti-black racism, beyond the hashtag how to make anti-racist action in your life, Uh, why self-made boss Pat McGrath is an invaluable asset to the beauty world, I am a black American Muslim, after the killing of George Floyd, I hope my community will speak out against injustices faced by black people. And then the last link I included is the Black Lives Matter card. That's probably the card you've been seeing a lot on social media. It is a phenomenal resource to use. It usually, it just kind of, um, what's the word? It has so many resource, resources on it for like protesters to donation links, to resources to read, like just massive Google Docs and information that you can read and look up. Also, like, a bunch of translation cards as well. So if you know someone who doesn't speak English, they can have a translated version of the card, which I think is really cool. Black writers and editors, I want all you guys to follow right now. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Vo- British Vogue's editor-in-chief is black. His name is Edward Enifel. I think he's a pretty cool guy. He's actually a refugee from Ghana who moved to UK, he got scouted when he was 16, and I think he became a writer at ID, like at age 18, which is insane. Um, next is Akili. she's a Vogue Beauty editorial assistant. I know of her because she was on an episode of Naked Beauty Planet, which I'm going to talk about Brooke in a second. Next we have Lindsay Peoples-Wagner, who is the EIC of Teen Vogue. Um, and then after that we have Elaine Welteroth, who is an author and former EIC of Teen Vogue. Um, Elaine and Lindsay, I think in the past years that they took the helm of Teen Vogue, they've really transformed the magazine into more than just like Vogue's little sister. It is really a great magazine where they uplift young people's voices so i'm talking about like teens young adults and their politics section is phenomenal and i just think Lindsay and elaine did Lindsay's doing great work and elaine did great work oh and if you don't know like i highly recommend you look them up but elaine just got married in new york and she had like a stoop wedding and it was really beautiful like highly recommend you look up the photos Lindsay's people wagner um look her up on YouTube there's a lot of videos about her and she's very invested in helping young people like she did a video where she just went through her resume and she told people why she took jobs why she didn't take jobs why she liked jobs next we have Samantha Scott she's a social media manager of Teen Vogue I found her because I followed Vogue's social media editor and she posted a picture of them and I was like I'm gonna follow her Asia Milia, she's the editorial assistant at Teen Vogue. Um, Tahira Hairston, she's the fashion and beauty features director at Teen Vogue as well. Um, Darian Simone Harvin, uh, she is a, how I found her is on Twitter. She is an Allure contributor, but she has a really good newsletter called Beauty in Real Life. 
I'm subscribed to it. <laughs> um, but she actually does fantastic content on her Instagram as well. Like she does like a weekly beauty headline recap where she talks about how beauty news and how it relates to politics and self. Next we have Ashley Weatherford. She's a senior editor at Into the Gloss. You know, I love Into the Gloss. She was originally at The Cut. And then we have YouTube Mabagu. And I'm so sorry if I'm incorrectly pronouncing her name. Um, I was trying to like really hard to, how to pronounce it online, but I really wanted to mention her because she does social at Into the Gloss and Glossier. And she's also the creator of something called Behind the Screens, which is a, um, a panel and workshop series that centers content editors and creators of color. Um, and it's co-founded by Sarad Kalia Dershi. Um, Brooke DeVard, she owns the, she runs the Naked Beauty podcast, a fantastic podcast highly recommended so good um she was nominated for iHeartRadio this year or last year the most recent one um and she's one of the only people who has an independent podcast which is pretty cool um but she also works works for Instagram doing partnership things she, today she released an episode about not today sorry like a day ago she released an episode about black beauty experiences matter and she includes a lot of the people I talk about in this section. Um, next we have Julie Wilson. She, she runs Essences The Color Files, which is another podcast you can listen to. And she's the global beauty director at Essence. I feel like I've been following her for years. Then we have Maya Allen. She's the digital beauty editor at Mary Claire. Very lovely person. Then we have Brianna Jemerson. She does social media management at Glamour. Um, she also has a podcast and it's about books. Uh, I haven't logged into my cute kind of podcast and like Instagram account in a while. However, I need to follow her on her book podcast and listen to it. Next, we have Chloe Hall. She's the beauty director at Elf Magazine. I know Chloe Hall is because she worked at Glossier for a very short time before returning to Elle. She's not on like the Elle's masthead, um, but I just knew who she was. Then we have Angel Lanise. She's the lead video producer at Elle Magazine. And look, Elle Magazine, phenomenal magazine. Then we have R. Eric Thomas, Thomas a senior staff writer at Elle Magazine. Um, Thomas has like a column at Elle where it's like Eric reads the news. But I think recently he's been writing articles in regards to the protests and Black Lives Matter movement. Then we have Narisha Penrose. She's assistant editor at Elle Magazine. We have Hunter Harris, staff writer at NY Mag. Um, if you haven't already, you need to follow Hunter Harris on all platforms right now. That's very important. You must stop everything you're doing and do that right now. Um, next, we have Shauna Joy Benny. She's editorial at CN Traveler, and that's Condé Nast Traveler. And then we have Kayla Underwood who is a beauty reporter at The Zoe Report. Before finishing off this section, I wanted to talk about a lot of people of color on Twitter, especially women of color on Twitter, have been sharing their work experiences working at magazine or writing for companies and writing or just like working for like media companies. And they noted how about microaggressions, um, how not inclusive the staff was how kind of they were definitely othered 
they felt tokenized and how they were severely underpaid although they were way more qualified than a lot of the people around them um I was so for some reason a week ago I signed up for a business insider prime I don't know how that happened it just kind of did but I'm glad I did because they released an article like 13 hours ago isn't that so specific they write how many hours ago the article was published okay um it's Bon Appetit's editor-in-chief just resigned but staffers of color say there's a toxic culture of microaggressions and exclusion that runs deeper than one man really good article um it highlights ryan did i say ryan's name oh my god i'm so sorry ryan i'm so sorry okay so ryan walker hawthorne she used to be rapaports or adam rapaport the former editor-in-chief of bon appetit's assistant she was just treated very poorly um like she had a base salary of thirty five thousand dollars um, she did random things other than her editorial duties, like she cleaned Adam's golf clubs, fetched her, his son's passport, and, and taught his wife how to use Google Calendar. Um, so I think it's fair for her to ask more money. Um, another thing was like he would constantly be texting her and calling her over the weekend and she went to Condé Nast HR and was like he can you can you like get him to stop asking me to do things on the weekend and they were like yeah but then he kept on doing it and so I think this was a great article I'm sorry I didn't say her name but I'll put her in the blog post because you should definitely follow her she even said she hasn't been able to pay her rent in like three months. And this article in general just goes into detail about the microaggressions, the exclusion, and the subtle racism, and the overt racism felt by the minority Bon Appetit staff. And it's a really good article. I think you can read one article from Business Insider for free. I don't know. I'm linking it so you can read it. But okay, so... Like I've said previously, this is not the last time I'm going to be talking about Black Lives Matter on this podcast. Please visit the corresponding blog post I've already uploaded. Um, There's so many links, so many ways you can donate, so many resources you can read, so many people you could follow. And it's going to take everyone working together, outwardly denouncing racism, systemic racism, and working together that we can create spaces for black voices, black stories, black narratives to be shared. Like I said, if I said anything incorrectly or if I made a mistake, please let me know. Feel free to DM me, um, email me, comment, so on and so forth, and just let me know. Like I said, I'm still listening, I'm still learning, and I'm still understanding. And thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode. Um, if you want to reach out to me, my Twitters are at Layla underscore Riaz and at Cute Kind of Podcast. My Instagrams are at Layla dot Riaz and at Cute Kind of Podcast. And then my email is hellocutekindof at gmail.com. And then finally, all links, everything I talked about will be linked on the blog at www.qkindof.com. I want to say thank you so much for 
listening to today's episode. It was a very important episode. Um, oh, I totally forgot to mention this, but if you are interested in makeup photography, blogging, or like podcasts, um, please let me know. Like, I'm very happy to help. I may not be like the greatest, but I will tell you everything I know. Also, on top of that, Breaking Beauty podcast released like an Instagram post today where they said they're they want to teach and help any people who are want to learn how to podcast start a podcast or how to monetize a podcast they'll teach you everything you know uh which I think is really cool um and so yeah I want to extend my services too like if there's anything I can do for you guys like let me know I'll be happy to help and I hope everyone is safe. I hope everyone is well. And I look forward to talk to you y'all next week. Have a great rest of your week. Bye. Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia. At T-Mobile, you don't have to choose between a great network and the best prices. We give you both. Switch your family of three or more from AT&T or Verizon to T-Mobile Essentials, and you'll save up to 50% off your current service and smartphones. Bring your current phones to T-Mobile, and we'll pay them off up to $450 each. Visit T-Mobile.com to find out how to save up to 50%. Up to $450 via virtual prepaid card for eligible device payoff. Allow 15 days. Savings may vary. See T-Mobile.com.